Again, I want to welcome everybody that's here today. A great crowd, and, and with all the things going on in the world, it's great to see everybody inside, and it's great to see everybody online today. And if you're with us here today we, online, we'd ask that you'd comment in the comment section. But if you're inside, I wish you'd comment by an amen here and there. There you go. Boy, your guys are getting good. And so anyway, I challenge you today, share this message with your friends, with your neighbors, because Jesus has set us free, and, and we should be glad about that. Satan has had us bound, but Jesus has set us free. Before we get into that and all that, and we need to be remembering that, I want us to remember and to think about where we were before the cross. Before the cross, and really to the unbeliever today, no lives mattered to Satan, and actually no lives matter to Satan now. No lives matter to the sinner, and no lives matter to this world. That's a pretty heavy word today, isn't it? Sometimes we try to put stock in people and they let us down, and we try to put stock in the unbeliever, and they let us down. But most people without Christ are out to satisfy themselves. And as long as you agree with them and go with them, they're going to continue to allow you to be part of what they are. But we need to remember that people can be selfish and hurtful and not measure up to what Jesus Christ is. Those without him anyway. You see the Bible says that Satan the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible says that there is none righteous. No, not even one. No one understands. No one seeks God. Romans 3.10 tells us. The Bible tells us all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 tells us. And because of all these things, people are destined to hell. People are destined to eternity with Satan, for the wages of sin is death. We want to look at proof of what I'm talking about today. Just turn on the news. You can see the sin, the the hatred, the unrighteousness, the things, the fruit of the unbeliever. But as I was looking again this week and the Lord put on my heart one sin that I believe is just so detestable to God that, that, that we don't even really pay attention to. And it's horrible. And a lot of you know what I'm about to say, but abortion is probably the most horrific thing known to man. According to whose studies, WHO, capital WHO, every year in this world there are an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions. This is approximately 125,000 abortions a day. You know, we thought World War I was bad, and we, we talk about it in the history books that 17 million people died in four years. And we talk about how horrible that war was. 
We talk about World War II that, that 73 million people died in six years. And we discuss on how horrible that is. We act like COVID-19 is the baddest thing that hit ever. And less than 2 million have died worldwide. COVID is a big deal because it reaches every one of us. It can, all of us can get sick from COVID. And I think that's why it's such a big deal. Because we don't see the unborn baby or we maybe not see this sin or this sickness over here. But I think COVID becomes so important because it affects my life and I want to do something about it. I believe God wants us to look at all sin and want to do something about it. Abortion has killed and affected more people in 10 months than anything else. And just think since 1972, how detestable this sin has been and gone on in this, this world. We need to take abortion and all sin as serious as we're taking the COVID sickness. As far as the elections go, we look at man and we say, what will we do? I look at President Trump who has nominated three judges who past records have protected the unborn baby fulfilling one of his campaign promises. And just for that reason, I will vote for him Tuesday morning. America has an opportunity to stop abortions across the land. Will we take that opportunity today? Tuesday, every day. When people say that America lies, American lives don't matter to President Trump because of the COVID-19 thing, then they need to check the facts. Democrats are running on a format that all lives matter and have not supported one of the judges President Trump nominated the past four years. Did we ever think about that? If a baby's life does not matter to them, what makes you think your life matters to them? I put a picture of Giselle and Micah up there. These lives matter and are pretty special to Kyle, to Giselle, to the Comptons, to this church body. They're pretty special and we need to stand and fight against all sin and all sickness because Jesus has set us free. And I'm so glad because Jesus has set us free. Satan had me bound, but again, I'm so glad Jesus has set me free. The liberals run on equal rights for women, pro-choice, but boycott the election of women judges. They didn't even have enough respect for a woman to show up and vote no for her. When it comes to voting... 
when it comes to Tuesday, when it comes to four years from now or or whatever time it is that we have a chance to vote, we must look at the formats and vote on the Christ-like characteristics, the fruit that will support or proclaim God's kingdom because your vote matters. I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I'm a child of God and my vote matters. So in saying all this, you're like, oh, pastor, you're doom and gloom and and just horrible today. I want us to remember where Christ brought us from. Christ brought us from unrighteousness, from sin, and from hell unto holiness with God if we would choose it. Because all lives matter to God. Jeremiah 1, 5 says, "Before before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knows every individual in this room and God demonstrated his love for you and that while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. Your life matters. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus came because our lives matter. God came because your life mattered. God gave us the Holy Ghost because our lives mattered. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Did we get that today? So if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe on our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For where the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13 says, because Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Your life matters today. Your life matters to Jesus. Your life matters to the Holy Ghost. Point two, Jesus' words when he came to us. Again, your life matters to Jesus. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has set me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed upon him. And he said, today the scripture has been fulfilled. Jesus has done something about it. Jesus has come after you. Jesus came and is preaching the good news to the world today. The good news of the hope that can't be found in man, in presidents, in in, in people or whatever, but can be found in him. Jesus came and brought us freedom. The Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is that way, that truth, and that life, and there's no other way to heaven. You're not going to find peace in anything else. 
You're not going to, we go out uh, uh, Tuesday and the person you're voting for across the board may win. Well, guys, in 10 days, it ain't going to matter. Your hope's got to be in Jesus. You may think, oh, if I just get this new car, I get this new car. You still are without hope until you have Jesus because our soul and our heart longs for him. We need him in our lives today. And we are seeking that freedom, that liberty to captives that he has to offer. You see, freedom that Jesus is talking about is when we believe in him and confess with our mouth, he delivers us of unrighteousness. He frees us from sin and frees us from hell. We no longer are unrighteous, but are righteous. We are no longer sinners, but are set free. We're holy and we have eternal life. That's what Jesus does for us. Jesus brought healing, recovery of sight to the blind, new eyes to the blind, he said. Man, Jesus paid for it all on the cross. Jesus brought life, liberty for those who are oppressed. I believe many believers have yielded to oppression in their lives. I believe I fight against that at times that we can't give in to the things of this world. I believe there is dark cells and dark places that are in believers' lives that we need to be set free from because they're keeping us from being what God's called us to be. There may even be a Christian in this room or online that, that has committed abortion and you're feeling horrible about it today. And all you need to do is repent and allow the Lord to forgive you and set you free from that darkness The Lord set me free from many darknesses. And I could write a book on all that he set me free that are just as bad as that. All sin is sin in God's eyes and we all need deliverance. But we need freedom from dark cells of oppression in our lives. This last week I got a call from a person. They contacted me that their lives have been influenced by a witch. I guess I didn't get as excited and scared as they thought I should have. And they said, well, do you realize that there are four, I believe they call it covets or covenants or whatever they are, but groups of witches just in Lamar. And I didn't say a whole lot because, again, doesn't matter to me as far as coming against me. Because I have power over them in Jesus' name. And, and, and then, but they went on to say then that, do you realize three of them are black, meaning dark, not skin color, and one of them are white, which means good. Guys, there's no good witches. But I think that they weren't hearing from me what they were wanting to hear, and they said, well, don't you believe that this, will, that this is true. And I said, oh, I'm not doubting you a bit. I believe where God's moving, Satan is moving. I believe that, that God's word says that there's a son of God and God's word says there's a devil and a bunch of cronies. But the word of God says that the believer has power and authority over them and thus they're under our feet. Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. So why do we let these dark cells of oppression overcome us? 
But pastor, I had something traumatic happen in my life. Then let Jesus set you free. Well, pastor, if you've seen what I've seen, you would understand. Then let Jesus set you free. Well, but pastor, your wife's been with you 32 years. Is that right? November 11th. 31 years, November the 11th. This year will be 31 years. Guys, I used to tell Freeman the same things you come and talk to me about. As a pastor even, a lot of me and Karen work through. But a lot of you may be wearing that, that your marriage didn't work and, and you're in a dark cell and you're feeling condemnation over that. We need to allow Jesus to set us free. However, Satan has us bound, we need to allow the Lord to set us free. Because Jesus has come to free us from Satan's sin and sickness. Did you guys hear what Joel said at the beginning? The praise team preached the sermon before I even got up here through song and what they said. Because God wants us to be reminded of the, today that point three, that Jesus justifies and sanctifies the believer. Now, if you're not a believer today, you're going to experience all kinds of darkness in your life because you have no authority. But when we accept Jesus, Jesus justifies us and sanctifies us. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Now I use that picture of them two wonderful ladies because we're probably thinking they do no wrong. They're good people. But God has to justify everybody through his son. Everybody, now Joe, are you guys coming? You're not arguing, are you, Joe? I'm right on, right? Yeah. But God justifies us and sanctifies all of us. It doesn't, there's none righteous, no, not one, all of sin. But Jesus justifies you. Jesus sanctifies you. And what blesses me, that scripture started out, and such were some of you. So Jesus must have been talking to the believer there. Or he could have been, again, talking to the non-believer, but such were some of you. Meaning we can't get called back up into that old life and that old bondage because we've been justified and sanctified by Jesus. Jesus has given the believer freedom. Jesus has given the believer victory. Jesus sanctified the believer. Sanctified basically means made holy. Jesus made you holy. I love the scriptures in Isaiah. I am the one who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. I will remember your sins no more. When you repent to the Lord, he remembers your sins no more. For you have cast all my sins, cast all my sins behind your back. God's put them behind his back. He had compassion on us. He puts our iniquities underfoot. And he casts our sins to the depths of the sea, Micah 7, 19 says. The scripture goes on to say he throws them as far as the east is from the west. So far does he remove our transgressions from us. But we can be sanctified and justified because of Jesus. Again, for with the heart one believes and is justified. So Jesus does the justifying. That's why we receive him and nothing else works. But Jesus, only he can justify. 
And with the mouth one confess that he's saved. So as Romans 8.33 says, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. So as we wrap things out here today, there's three reasons I believe that believers don't walk in justification and sanctification. In other words, we get caught up in these dark cells again. And the first one, I believe, is we don't put our full trust and hope in Jesus. Basically, we simply don't know Jesus like we should, or at least well enough to put our trust in Him when we doubt or unbelief hits our lives. Did you guys get that today? In other words, I believe that if you accepted Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and never read His Word or talk to Him again, you're going to struggle through life if you just close the door. Now, you may make it just fine, but we need to know him to the point that none of these doubts come in, that none of these unworthy thoughts come in, that, that we can't be caught in a deep, dark room, that we can't get to the point where I'm a believer and I want to take my life. Or I'm a believer and I'm so defeated, I don't even know if God exists. Well, I believe if you spend time with him, you will know more than anything that he exists. And he shows me in the smallest things, just like I told Joe before the sermon today. I said, I'm kind of nervous about this one. About not coming off too tough. And then he gets up and not even knowing what I'm preaching and, and says what the Lord give me. The Lord speaks to us. And he confirms that over and over and over. The other thing we tend to do is we listen to the accuser. The Bible said Satan accuses him day and night before the Lord. Revelations 12.10 and if he's accusing us before the Lord, I guarantee you his cronies are accusing you all the time. Kit, you, you're no good. Kit, you, you screw up all the time. Kit, look what you did the other day. Man, man look what you did to that person. Man, you don't, you're not even a good Christian. How would you like to be a politician right now? Man, think about the accuser. I believe the Lord showed me Satan's accusing you night and day the way we are accusing accusations against politicians. But we begin to listen to the accuser and we forget that, hey, Satan had me bound, but Jesus set me free. Guys, we've got to stop listening to the accuser because all it does is defeat us. And the last thing I believe is a guilty conscience. The scripture says in Romans 2.15, they show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts, also, thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On the day when, according to my gospel, God judged the secret of men's 
by Christ Jesus. The reason I struggle through that is because I believe the word is saying there that we have thoughts of accusation and we either accept them or excuse them. And we got that guilty conscience thing going on. These conflicting thoughts, as the word says there. But Satan, really a believer, can only have a guilty conscience from the Holy Spirit when they have not repented. So what I'm trying to say today is when I do make a mistake, the Holy Spirit will convict me. I'll have a guilty conscience and I need to repent and give it over to the Lord. And it's done. In other words, we're judging that constantly, our conscience. But when we begin to listen to our conscience and convict ourselves that, hey, maybe it's them and not us. Or maybe God's word really doesn't say what it says. And we start listening to our conscience. And we start doing what we want to do instead of what God's called us to do. Satan works this way through healing. We believe in healing until we get sick. And then we begin that war, that battle starts up. Or we believe God can do this until it hits us in our life. And that's when we need to, to bind up the accuser and take our minds captive. Repent if needed and come against that guilty conscience regardless. Don't allow Satan to tear your mind up. But as the praise team comes forward today, I want you to know today, (laughs) let me just say this, will your lives be devastated if the right person doesn't get in for president? It shouldn't affect our lives who we're pre- who's president as far as the way we live, the way we move, the way we act. So the altar call today is your life matters to Jesus. If you're not saved today, you need to be saved from unrighteousness. You need to be saved from sin. And you need to be saved from hell. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes through the, to the Father except through the Son. So the first step is we need to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior today. And I want you to think about that because the minute we walk out this door, if something would happen for us, to us and we die, it's done. I've been asked several times as a pastor, can you pray for my loved one that died? Well... It's too late after they've died. We need to make a decision for Jesus now. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that today. Just coming forward to me and I'll be glad to pray for you. But I believe the Lord wants to speak to the struggling believers that are in here today. We're battling one of these three things. I don't know Jesus like I need to. I've allowed this doubt and and unrighteousness into my life and, and I need his touch. I believe some's been accused by the accuser 
and he's controlling your life. He's convinced you that you're no good. When your life does matter to God enough that he sent his son. And then the third thing, I believe some are listening to your conscience instead of the spirit of God. And I see that all the time. Satan will put distractions in people's lives and they'll begin to question it and think about it. And I've even walked up to people and said, if you do this, then you won't be in church in six months. And almost every time it's correct. But they'll keep their eyes on that, that goal of this world that they want and give in to their conscience and give in to what they want to be instead of what God's called them to be. But today, those are the altar call. And I know a lot of times we're scared to come to the altars because we're worried about what everybody will think. Well, now I'm challenging you to come pray for the elections. So nobody's going to know if you're coming up for salvation, if you're coming up because the accuser's tearing your life up, if you're coming up because you've allowed a guilty conscience to tear you to pieces, or you're coming up simply because you're not where you need to be with the Lord Nobody's going to know but you and the Lord, of course. And I want to challenge you to come to these altars today because I'm tired of seeing defeated Christians when Jesus has set us free. We need to be running around on that song. And to be honest with you guys, you almost convinced me I didn't need to preach this today because you got excited about the opening songs. I'm so glad Jesus has set me free. Man, you're rocking it out today. You believe it. But don't give in to the accuser, to the conscience, or just been away from God. Get saved and live for him for all that you're worth. Amen? Let's stand to our feet today. With every head bowed and eye closed, if you need salvation today, I want you to raise your hand to the Lord. I need salvation today. I'm going... A sinner, I'm unrighteous, and I need set free today. Would you raise your hand up? I'm not going to embarrass you at all. I just want you to go before the Lord, anybody today. Online, anybody. Outside, anybody. How many of you today, though, are believers, but you've allowed this world to, to take you to the point where you're struggling in your faith, and you need to know him a little better. Would you just slip your hand up? Several hands across the room. How many of you have been accused by Satan of something that happened a long time ago? Hands are flying up before I even set God down my mouth. We need to lay them at the Lord's feet today. How many of us are fighting a guilty conscience? And we just need to lay that before the Lord today. Father, you've seen the hearts. And Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit ministers to these people as the worship is being sung and as these altars are open that they would come and allow you to minister to them and lord we know you've already set them free praise team these altars are open if you need prayer come up i'll be glad to pray for you but let's deal with these things in our lives today